welcome and thanks for tuning in to real people real talk relevant conversations that take you from surviving to thriving this is the podcast that goes there my name is paul calco and i'm your host now let's talk hello thriver and happy november can you believe it at the time of this recording there are only two months left in this year And this is the most wonderful time of the year, which includes some favorite holidays in the U.S. of Thanksgiving and Christmas. And that usually means a lot of eating. I'm just going to have family gatherings, friend gatherings, work gatherings. So today I want to talk to you about the do's and don'ts of fasting, the spiritual discipline of fasting. And it's my prayer that this episode will help you to thrive spiritually. So let's get to it. Fasting is one of several spiritual disciplines and spiritual disciplines are those practices that's found in scripture that promote spiritual growth. Okay. And the purpose of these said spiritual disciplines is Christ likeness and godliness. All right. Let me give you scripture. First Timothy four, seven says discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. Now let's get a working definition for fasting. A fast in the Bible is usually a voluntary total abstinence from food for a set time for the purpose of devoting oneself to seeking God. Fasting denies our flesh what it wants so that we can focus more clearly on strengthening our spirits. And I got that from GodQuestions.org. Matthew chapter 6 verses 16 through 18. And it says, and when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites. For they disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you that they have their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face. In other words, don't be out here just, you know, looking so miserable just so someone can say, hey, what's wrong with you? And you can, you know, look pious and spiritual and say, oh, I'm fasting. Look back to the scripture. Verse 18 continues and says that your fasting may not be seen by others but by your father who was in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you. When you look at the first four words of verse 16, you see, and when you fast, keying in on the second word, when, which indicates that fasting is expected and not merely suggested. So let's keep it real. Even though Jesus both modeled and taught it, Fasting is one of the most feared and misunderstood of all spiritual disciplines, in my humble opinion. Also, in my humble opinion, I think it's the hardest spiritual discipline. You may say, why is that? Well, here's my reasoning and my rationale behind that. All we do is eat. And I'm saying that as a person that's from the south, southern part of the United States. At weddings, at funerals, parties, holidays. Family gatherings, dates, church functions, we eat. And so the first thing I want to do is talk about biblical reasons for fasting. All right, let's go. Grief and mourning. For example, when David from the Bible heard that King Saul and his son Jonathan, which was David's best friend, died, not only did David mourn, but he also fasted. So fasting was a way that people expressed grief and mourning in the Old Testament. People also fasted to demonstrate repentance. For example, when Jonah delivered 
a word from God to the people of Nineveh, they showed their repentance by fasting. All right. So diving deep into the purpose of fasting, when we fast, we are expressing and demonstrating our obedience, our worship and our love to God. Fasting is a means of dedicating yourself to the Lord. And this is also worth noting that before Jesus even entered into public ministry, he fasted 40 days and 40 nights. If Jesus fasted and if Jesus tells us to fast, then there's more than enough reasons for us to make fasting a part of our lives as well. So now I want to hit on a few frequently asked questions as it relates to fasting. And so the first question is this, how long to fast? There are various lengths that you could fast. It could be a half day, a full day, um, three, seven, 21 and 40. Some of these we see in scripture. For example, Moses and Jesus both fasted 40 days. And now when it comes to 40 days, that's a supernatural fast. That's something that was only enabled by the Holy Spirit type fast. Um, Daniel fasted for 21 days. But ultimately, I don't want us to get too caught up in the length. The length is between you and God. And this kind of depends on the occasion. Okay. And so now I want to talk about the different types of fasting. Now, first, we have something called the absolute fast. This means no water and no food. This was done by Esther and by Moses. And this is very dangerous beyond three days. So when it comes to the topic of fasting, uh, I want to really encourage you to talk with your personal physician, your personal doctor, and really get their input before you go on a fast. Okay, so that's an absolute fast. A normal fast means water only. That's the second type of fasting. Then a third type of fasting is a partial fast where you fast from certain foods. For example, the Daniel fast, when you read the book of Daniel, you can eat any meat or bread or sweets. I'm um, another type of partial fast that you can do if you want to try it out. Maybe you can only eat one meal a day. OK, you can also fast individually as a congregation or even as a family unit. And now the next question I want to address is when to fast. And my answer to that would be this. That's between you and God. But I would say. Do it consistently. Do it when the Holy Spirit prompts you. Um, I would encourage you to fast before you make a major decision. Um, before I asked my wife to marry her, I fasted. Um, if you're a college student, before you choose your major, before you transfer, we should also fast before making a big move. We should also fast before we accept a job offer or before we're offered to move to another place. Other good times that we should fast is like new chapters of life. Um, so with, with new chapters means new temptations. So we should always want just a fresh touch and it's a fresh anointing from God. The next question I want to answer is why should we fast? Jesus did it in Matthew 4. Then Jesus tells us to do it in Matthew 6. And Matthew 6 also tells us that God rewards those that fast. Fasting is a sign of petition. Fasting indicates a desire for deliverance. In other words, if you're struggling with a certain bad habit, if you're struggling with an addiction, if you're struggling with a particular sin, I would encourage you to try fasting because that shows your desire that you really want to be delivered. Esther fasted for the safety of the Jews the night before talking to the king. And God intervened and worked that situation out. We should also fast when we're seeking for God's guidance and for his vision and clarity. We see in the book of Acts that the church elders, they fasted before sending out missionaries. 
Now, fasting, hear me out, is a form of worship. And it's a continual prayer that says, more than I want food, God, I want you. Let me say that one more time. When we fast, we are in effect saying that, Lord, more than I want food in this particular time, I want you. Now, fasting must include prayer. Fasting has to include Bible study and fasting must include holiness. Anything less than that, it's merely a diet and not biblical spiritual fasting. Because fasting, if we're not careful, even a spiritual discipline like fasting can become a day to work if we harden our hearts toward God's call for us to deal with specific sin in our lives. In other words, let's say you was to go, for example, go on a seven day fast, but God has really been pricking at your heart about the sin of pride, for example, but you're ignoring it. And so if we're not careful and we're not sensitive to the Holy Spirit, even the fasting can become a dead work. Now, fasting also serves as a detox. Um, it, as a detox of your body, as a detox of your soul, spirit, and mind. And it really helps us to bring us back to our first love and to reignite our fire. I believe that fasting makes us more sensitive to the voice and the timing of the Holy Spirit. If we're not careful and we get away from spiritual disciplines of prayer, of Bible study and fasting, and just, you know, watching different things and consuming different materials, whether it's through Netflix or social media. If we're not careful, we can tune out the voice of the Lord. And so if you feel like you're distant from the Lord or you feel like you really can't hear him, of course, you know, open up your the Bible because he's always speaking. But I would encourage you to fast because once again, that makes us more sensitive to the voice and the timing of the Holy Spirit. Fasting brings restoration. Um, mankind's downfall came by way of eating. If you were to rewind back to the book of Genesis, the thing that got us in trouble, got Adam and Eve in trouble, is they ate the thing that God told them not to eat. So therefore, fasting reverses that and brings about restoration. Fasting also is a sacrifice, and it should be done to seek God's face and not just his hand. In other words, don't just go on this fast and say, I need God to do one, two, three, X, Y, Z, do it all, do it now. No, it's okay to fast. And, and as you're fasting, you pray for certain things. That's okay. But know that the main objective, the main goal of fasting is spiritual. It's a spiritual discipline that helps us to be more like Christ. And it's a way that we seek his face and not his hand. Fasting is the way that we dethrone King's stomach. They say, what you mean by King's stomach? Guys, our, our stomach can rule us. Have you ever been around somebody that was hangry? And for those that haven't heard that term, it's hungry plus angry, which gets hangry. And they can rule us. So fasting puts God back on the throne instead of our stomach and our flesh. Fasting is a spiritual remedy when you're feeling spiritually dry or you feel like you're in a spiritual rut. If you feel like your relationship with the Lord has gotten stale I would encourage you to fast as it's a constant means of renewing yourself and bringing you closer to God. Now, fasting is an intensifier of spiritual desire, and it can really restore your intimacy with the Lord. Now, I want to break it down even further. When it comes to fasting. Nowadays, depending on where you are, you know, you can go to a fast food restaurant, you can go to the grocery store, get your food just like that. But in biblical times. 
a lot of time went into food prep. In other words, they would have to catch the food or they have to grow the food and then they would have to cook the food. And so a lot of time went into food prep and the time that they would normally spend in prepping for food or hunting or gathering or growing. Instead of spending time doing that, they would spend time seeking after God in worship and in prayer. I said that to say this, that fasting is more than just missing a meal. But it's about utilizing the meal times to seek the Lord. It could be where every time that you feel hungry, let there be a reminder that it's time to pray. Uh, once again, I want to really reiterate this, that fasting doesn't earn God's favor and it's not going to make him do what you want. But rather, fasting is a spiritual discipline, an act of worship, an act of obedience that brings us closer to him and helps us to know him better and helps us to hear him more clearly. I would encourage you to start small. The length and type is totally up to you. Just be led by the spirit, consult your doctor. But even as you venture out too fast, if it doesn't mean anything to you, it won't mean anything to God. I got that from my mom, Mama Paula. All right. In other words, for me personally, um, fasting from breakfast wouldn't be a big deal for me because I don't eat breakfast. So to say, yeah, y'all, I've been fasting these seven days. I've gone without breakfast. That won't mean anything to God because it didn't mean anything to me. Now, if I'm giving up lunch or dinner, all right, that's going to mean something. Okay. All right. So I'll leave you with this. As Christians, fasting is expected. As I give you a mini recap right here, fasting is expected. Also, fasting is powerfully transformational. So once again, consult your doctor and give it a try. So yes, fasting is a powerful spiritual discipline and It's through prayer and fasting that the Holy Spirit can really transform your life. So next week, we're going to talk about prayer because fasting and prayer go hand in hand. So as always, thank you so much for listening today. I want to keep it short and sweet. As always, thank you so much for listening today. I ask that you would consider following us in the app that you are listening on right now. So whether that's Apple or Spotify or Amazon Music, wherever you are listening, click the follow button so you can be sure that you don't miss out on any new episode. And the last thing I'll say, if you would like to help out our podcast ministry, would you consider texting one friend right now and invite them to check out the Real People Real Talk podcast? But until next time, go be all that God has called you to be.